Good morning, everyone. It is July 15th, 2020. Believe it or not, we are back here again. Welcome back to the Arena World Podcast. This week, I have um, a lot going on. I talk a little bit about detoxing from social media, detoxing from the news, and trying to redevelop your own opinion and taking back that stake in your own opinion. And further, I go on to talk about Congress and a lot of a lot of the issues that we see in Congress, I bet most of us don't know how many senators we have or how many representatives there are in the House. You know, we talk a little bit about term limits and why that's probably a good idea and the evils of incumbency by um, some of these long-term, you know, career politicians. But anyway, before we get too deep, I just want to say, you know, welcome back again. It's, uh, again, July 15th. It's a great morning to be alive. It's a great day to be alive. I know Carpe, that DM baby. Um, the last two episodes that I put out are absolutely popping off right now. One I did with my friend Saeed Suleiman, whose brother was killed by a police officer in New Haven. So you just get a great perspective on, you know, what's going on with the police, what's going on with race relations in the world, what, you know, what we're feeling as we take these steps together to get through it all. And what I continue to call the revolution. So um, that's AWE number nine. So look that one up. Um, AWE number 10, which I released last Wednesday. Um, that's, that's, that's a sports show with my friend Brennan Zesma. He has some articles coming out that he's going to be sharing. Um, uh, he's just a great voice for sports. He's a great voice for, you know, um, the world in general. So give that one a listen. We talk about how sports are coming back and the psyche of America will then be okay because of it and how important it seems that they really are to the world and how maybe there's a correlation, maybe there's not between the world descending in chaos and there being no sports. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We talk about we talk about that one on AWE number 10. Um, the video for nine is coming out uh, very soon. I know that's been taking me so freaking long and you guys are probably pissed at me about that one. But, you know, there's some hiccups. We're opening the YouTube channel. We're trying to get some things together that, uh, you know, will be valuable and will add some real substance to your day. So give me a break. And um, most importantly, uh, the biggest update that I have is that the most forward thinking and progressive home of truth seeking and collaborative inquiries, the Arena World website will be coming out very soon. It's going to be a great place to share thoughts and probably just save the world in general. So I'm glad that you guys are on this trip with me. Um, things are rolling and rolling and becoming, um, you know, what I believe will be a movement that will have an impact on the world and have an impact on everybody's life in a positive way. So I just really appreciate you being here and to share that with me. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't have to have the tough conversations. So that's why you came today to talk a little bit about the detox. Bear with me through this uh, one ad, and I will talk to you folk later. Good morning, everybody. Have a cup of coffee. Listen to the Arena World Podcast. So there's one thing that I did want to talk to you guys about today, to you all, to all my non-binary folk out there. I want to talk to you about uh, the news and watching the news and what problems it presents and what issues it creates in our society. So... One, I'm going to tell you guys about a cool, really 
awesome. No, I'm just kidding. It's kind of corny, but listen, it's three steps. And it, and I know that sounds corny. And as soon as people hear three steps, they run away. But, you know, you don't have to follow it, but you just have to see where I'm coming from with this. When it comes to the news, you have to follow three steps to really gain your opinion back, to really gain your own vote back. And what you have to do is step one, you have to detox. Step two, you have to research. Step three, you have to reintroduce. One, you have to detox. So... I will continually say, don't watch the news. If you listen to the show, you'll hear me saying, don't watch the news. What I did was basically when I moved into my apartment, which is about nine months ago now, I didn't get um, cable. And one, that might be because I was broke. Two, that might be because I hated the news and I hated that people were giving me my own opinion. They were force feeding me my own opinion. A little bit of both. Hey, no, no problem with that. Um, so this is what I say. I say you have to detox. I say you have to give yourself three weeks. I know as crazy as that sounds, you have to give yourself three weeks. Now, this is not based on any you know information or data or anything, but I recognized right away that when I was like two or three weeks in, that I started to hear people share their opinion on things that I might have known something or might have known something about. You kind of recognize that that's kind of old news, and I didn't really, really believe in that to begin with. I was kind of just watching and you know following the sites and following the accounts that that agreed with that narrative. And maybe that's not even something that I hold so dearly. I was just I saw it so much, it popped up, and I heard it so much that it, that it was sort of a part of my psyche. So this is why I say you have to detox. You know, no cable. No local news, no CNN, no Fox. I swear I started to feel free from the chains of these literally trillion dollar organizations. If you don't believe me, you should look that up. There, you know, look look at the ultimate parent of CNN. If you find out who that is, let me know. I think you'll be surprised. Once you do the detox and once you start to remove yourself, then you go into the research phase. And research still is still a part of the detox phase because you can't get back right away. You're being fed an opinion of someone else, and it's not like it's firsthand. I know it seems like, or secondhand, I know it seems like, you know, okay, Don Lemon does the research and he reports it to the people. No, it's nothing like that. They have hundreds of people in the mix. They have, you know, billion-dollar moguls, media moguls, shifting the narrative and and ripping apart speeches 45 minute speeches one hour speeches one hour press conferences they have it ripping apart they show you maybe 30 seconds you know like for example i was never so disgusted than when i saw what they reported on mike pompeo's they completely ignored each and every part and somehow the most important thing that came out was that they might ban tiktok if you watch that they were talking about us supplying arms to argentina they were talking about us supplying arms to the Ukraine. They were talking about issues related to ISIS around the world, and they came out with TikTok. I felt disgusted. I felt like no, and the problem is they know, they know well that people aren't going to go. They're, they're not going to go watch 45 minutes of Mike Pompeo because, one, they tell you not to like him. They tell you that he's a, you know, a goof or whatever, that he's not good at his job. So, for one, they're already pushing that narrative, and two... It's not in their budget. It's not in their, you know, they don't spend millions of dollars to have you do the find the information yourself. 
They want to tell you what to think, and that's what they do. They tell you what to think. They say, if you listen to the news, the next time you listen to the news, because I, I don't want you to do it, but if you do it, listen, the American people say this, the, the American people say that. Well, I never said that. That's not how I feel. I could imagine that there are people out there, but is it the majority? Who, who are you? You know, how do you get to declare how the American people feel? I get you have billions of dollars and you get to be on the TV and say it, but I don't believe that. I never felt this way. Well, another thing that just came out, I never in my, li in my life, that doesn't matter, but in the three and a half years that Trump has been president, felt like he was soft on Russia. I, I feel right away that if, um, you know, if Russia was really putting bounties on American soldiers, that Trump would be the first one to spaz out and probably lose control and probably say some crazy stuff rather than, you know, being quiet and just letting it happen for his re love relation with Putin. It's so foolish. You don't actually feel these way, th this way. They tell you how to feel. And so this is why I say detox, because you need to take back your own opinion. Um, and then you do the research. The research is the hard, the harder part. But if you're going to spend a half hour watching CNN or Fox, if you're going to, I mean, you might as well just lay on the ground and do something that adds no value to your life. It'd probably be better. Uh, it'd, it'd be a net zero versus a negative if you did that rather than doing those two things. But you have to then take that time you would have used for the news and put it into the press conference. You watch the source, right? When, again, when we see the 30-second clip from a 45-minute press conference, people are not perfect. You know, the president is not perfect. The secretary of state is not perfect. Joe Biden is not perfect. So when you see, when all you see is them rip the 30-second skit from it, it's not what he was communicating this whole time. Do you know how easy it is to rip Joe Biden? Okay, but you have to give the guy a chance and see if he's really, you know, if he's really just regurgitating what his cronies want him to say. Or if he's actually saying these things because he's had, you know, eight years as vice president and recognize some of the issues that goes on. You can't just be told what it is. So what I'm saying is you have to watch it for yourself. So you, you have to go to the candidate websites, believe it or not. And while they're trying to push their own narrative, at least you get to see the narrative that they are trying to push and not what this 100th hand is trying to feed you is, is again, the, the continual theme here. But eventually, you know, no, no matter how much research you're going to do, if you want to understand the American population, if you want to understand where the people are going, where the sheeple, quote unquote, sheeple are going, then then you have to go into that next third phase, which is reintroduce. And reintroducing is tough, man, because right away you see the disparity between what you saw in the in the press conference, what you saw Congress talk about, you know, the testimonies in front of Congress, what you saw that day and what they actually tried to make you believe happened and you're like this is not even close this isn't anything that i've seen before this is your your stupid opinion that was generated by millions and billions of dollars trying to influence me it's not really even what happened imagine that and then you start to realize that okay i'm just being deceived that's all you know because if you didn't watch anything else and i'll get into all this a little bit later about how generally media leans left and there's really only one Fox News conservative uh, outlet really left. I hate to say it. Um, you start to see that okay, if this person only watches CNN, there's a hundred, like nearly a hundred percent chance that they're gonna vote for Biden. 
it's not even a question really if you watch if you watch fox news only you're going to vote for trump and that's a problem because all it is is a few hours of your day but again they work to put 24-hour content out so that, that could affect a large po- uh, population of the world but um they're just feeding you the opinion they are taking your vote away from you when kanye said we're slaves to this day he's not wrong He's really, he really was onto something because he recognized how they try to monopo- monopolize your votes, monopolize your opinion, monopolize um, the ideas that you see. This is a problem. If you only watch one channel, you're going, you're going to lean towards that channel, and that's all that happens, right? Because you follow the pages on Instagram that are in line with the with the news channels you watch, and then the opinion starts to be repeated and repeated, and it's all you've heard, and all of a sudden, this is what you say, but. Again, once you detox, you're like, mm, I can actually form my own opinion because there's nothing to fill in those gaps. There's nothing for me to hear all day. You know, you know, you have your crazy aunt. I always refer to the crazy aunt in, in on my podcast. But other than that, it's not, you know, at least it's somewhat you. So now you got to reintroduce. You see the disparity almost immediately and it's freaky deaky. But then you have to realize even as you reintroduce the large um the large majority of the news that we um consume the news providers that we consume lean left really if you think about it i mean i i guarantee most of the people listening to the show have never heard of blaze tv so i'll say this <laughs> there's really only one large you know to the to the maximum conservative n- news network i mean there's a bunch in writing and in print there's a bunch but there aren't, um, as far as watching the television, you're really only going to find the conservative opinion from Fox News. And that's iffy. You know, some are more moderate. Pew Research Center, I posted on my Twitter already, at TWIT underscore AWE, but I'll repost it again once I release this episode. They released a sort of um, a spectrum and where each major news outlet leans on the spectrum as far as conservative to liberal. And again, it's really just Fox. As far as the big name, it's Fox on the right side and CNN on the left. And it's all just dangerous, so stay away. But if you have to, once you reintroduce, reintroduce slowly. Make sure you pick up both sides of the opinion. And again, what I'm telling you is that it's going to be hard to find the conservative version because the conservatism, the conservatives in this country have largely been silenced. I mean, there's really no other way to say it you can't you know again if you voted for donald trump you're a racist so like what opinion do you get you know and again you know people who voted for trump whether you like it or not they're not racist it's just the narrative that's been pushed by the 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 accounts that you follow and the people that you watch and again when most of the places that you can that you consume your information including twitter and facebook lean left you're going to have some trouble trying to find, you know, a moderate or a midway um, opinion. And facts are facts, and not everybody's good, not everybody's bad. But when you can pull facts out of the informa- out of um, the nonsense, you can put together information, and then you can share it. And that's what the Arena World podcast does. It doesn't um, it doesn't just regurgitate the nonsense that I, that I hear all day that I torture myself watching MSNBC. Do you know what I feel when I watch MSNBC? 
Do you know what I feel when I watch Fox News? Let's just say it's not pretty. <laughs> Let's just say I become very frustrated because I feel that they are trying to take away the opinion of my people. And that is not my business. It's not my game. And I'm trying to get us out of the game. You have to recognize. And I talked about this a little bit on Instagram. And I don't want to go too on, too on, too long on about this. But you have to recognize the attacks on your identity. So you, so it's easy to feel. I mean, in 2020, it's easy for a black person to feel attacked. I mean, Joe Biden straight up came out and said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. So like he gets to, like a white person running for president gets to, you know, hold your identity hostage. Or on the other side of the coin, um, you know, it, look, if you think free... It's all just a, fuck, a freaking attack. If you're a Latino listening to this, you think Joe Biden wants free borders? I mean, open borders? No. He's trying to monopolize the Latino vote. That's all that he's trying to do. And and it's probably working. I mean, honestly, I, I slowly see the erosion of, of this in, um, in certain voter statistics that I won't get into right now. But, I mean, largely, you know, you say open borders and you recognize the attack on you because you you recognize that your family is affected by open borders but this is the fucking united states there's no open borders eventually i mean eventually once we're a global you know once globalism takes over rip alex jones um that will be the way to go but um for now it ain't that ain't gonna happen i don't know if you're paying attention and i don't know if you recognize that these border states are very conservative you think Texas is going to open its borders? You think Arizona is going to open its borders? Your best bet is through California, but we see what Californians are dealing with, and they're going to implode, and they might implode the country with them. But you gotta, you got to recognize people what's going on when they're attacking your identity and what you identify with. Lastly, uh, just like I'll do it for white people too, when... Um, when you go on there and you see that um, Black Lives Matter, right away you recognize that that's an attack on your identity too because you know your life matters. You know everybody's life matters. And so you get called out for saying all lives matter, of course, because it doesn't fit the narrative. But you recognize that there's an attack on me and right right way right away you go to the people who are saying all lives matter and so right away your opinions being being monopolized and it's being taken away from you um the votes show it so let's be honest but um i think it's slowly evolving and we're slowly falling into um less and less categories race is meant to divide us people that's it there's no race doesn't bring us together you see all day every day White people disagreeing with white people, black people disagreeing with black people. This is, we're not all just cohesive through race. This is not how we go. We're, more, we're honestly more cohesive through geographical location than anything. But, I mean, the internet has sort of proven that wrong too. So you have to develop your own opinion and see really, really who do you identify with. You know, you keep your family close, you keep your family tight. But after that, you know, don't let the lines get blurred for you. Don't let things get confused and be told who you identify with take back the stake in your voice and your claims this is america you know this is for better or for worse guys this is 
this is where we have to hold down this fort, you know, all of us together. And there's people with a lot of money coming at you hard each and every day. They're trying to take take it away from you. But we were lucky that the Constitution started off with those big, bold letters. We the people. Almost, and I've heard someone else say this, but almost as a reminder to the government and the people in power that we the people maintain control. It seems a little iffy now, and we might lose it forever in this next election. I don't know, but um, let's not forget where the power lies and our, what is required of us and what is incumbent upon us to hold that standard. I love you guys, and I want to see better for everybody involved. So take the time, one, to, to detox, two, to research, and then three, to reintroduce. I think it will help you. I think it will help you form a more meaningful opinion. So I'm waiting on you. Let me know. Let me know. Ooh, that was a quick Aaliyah. Ooh. Hi, just checking in in between segments. I wanted to let you know that you're in the Arena World podcast and you can engage with the show more than just listening with your ears. You can also do it with your fingers on Twitter at T-W-I-T underscore A-W-E. You can do it with your fingers and your eyes and other sensory devices on Instagram at I-N-S-T underscore A-W-E. And if you're interested in talking a little bit more about this, and what's going on in the world today as far as, you know, um, how people are consumed by the media, follow into or join the Reddit community, r forward slash arena world. Thank you. All right, enough singing. I do want to talk to you guys about something called Congress. And I know it sounds a little boring, but I'm not here to waste your time. I'm here to tell you that we are losing our democracy. <laughs> and that's all I ever try to tell you. So who knows what Congress is? Raise your hand. All right, I don't see any hands raised. So what I will say is that we currently have a bicameral Congress, and this is basically the legislative branch, right? This is Congress is made up of the House of Representatives and the Senate. And if I were to ask how many senators there were, what would you say? All right, no answer. There's 100 senators. There's two from every state. Last time I checked, there were 50 states. So that means there are 100 senators. And next piece, next quiz, how many representatives are there? Right, you have no idea. There are 435. I hope you knew, actually. I really don't want to insult anyone. If you knew, I'm proud of you, and I, and I applaud you for your involvement in our democracy. But largely, I know everyone listening didn't know Maybe you knew the senator's things because there's 100 on the button, two per state, but there's 435 districts that have representatives sent to the House of Representatives. And for the next question, how many years do senators serve in one of their terms? Did you say six? If you said six, you'd be correct. How long do representatives serve in one of their terms? Did you say four? Well, you'd be wrong, because it's two. If it gets through the House, it requires a two-thirds vote. So out of 435, you need two-thirds of that to, to pass anything through half of the legislative branch or half of Congress. And then once that comes through, 
it goes into the Senate, and the Senate needs to needs a simple majority. So you need 51 votes out of 100 to pass something through, and then eventually that can go through Congress as long as the bill is constitutional, et cetera, et cetera. So when we talk about democracy being too slow, they oh, and also it's important to note that they both have to approve the bill in the exact same form. So there can't be any amendments, there can't be any letter changes, no little tidbits that you slide in between the House and Congress. They have to approve the exact same bill in the exact same form. So you need two-thirds of 435 people to vote once, and then once it, that passes, and how long in total can a senator or a House of Representatives serve? Ah, that's right. There are absolutely no limits. As long as you can get reelected, you can stay. And the politicians of old claim, oh, well, this represents democracy. You know, as long as you can get reelected, you can go again. But we kind of need to talk a little bit more about that. We really need to dissect that a little bit because there's something called incumbency, which is the devil when it comes to Congress. But um, before I get into that, let's just talk about this idea of, like, we need to pass legislation through the legislative branch, and what does that entail? Well, when we talk about democracy being too slow, I want you to understand what hoops we have to jump through. Basically, to pass any piece of legislation through just the legislative branch, remember, it needs to, you know, it needs to be approved by the Supreme Court, you know, it, it can't be violating any previous you know, yada, yada, yada. Sorry, I'm not giving you the te technical mumbo jumbo. And obviously, the president need not veto something for it to go through. So just to get it through Congress, it needs to be approved by both chambers. So again, the Senate and the House of Representatives, and each of them have their own voting requirements. So and so this is why it's so important when you think about Oh, well, it's really a two-party system, and, you know, when you have a, a majority, majority Republican or a majority Democratic um, House, this is why it becomes easier and more difficult to, um, to, you know, pass laws, pass legislation. This is why Barack Obama was so successful, so successful in his first term, because that, the Congress was largely Democratic, and in the second term, things flipped because people thought, you know, the Tea Party came along, and they... They said that the spending was out of control, and really they weren't wrong, but, I mean, it still drastically halted everything to the point where we ended up shortly after with a, a you know, a, a freeze of the government, which you wouldn't think is possible, but, hey, you know, it's, it's the new age. It's the new day. Anything is possible. So this is kind of why I talk about things being a little too slow. You need a lot of people to get a lot of things through, but... What's more important is that that guy, Robert Byrd, and some of his constituents, they stay in those seats for so long, for way too long. 60 years, you can't accurately represent the people. So the power of incumbency has hurt democracy in Congress, just period. Before anything, before I like jump too far into this, I really want you guys to go on YouTube right now and search the name Nick Tombolidis. Tombolides is T-O-M-B-O-U-L-I-D-E-S. He's the executive director of the Heartland Institute, which is a little conservative. They're really just a free market people over there. But um, he's basically been a champion for term limits his whole like professional career. He's actually very smart, very eloquent. And he um, goes in front of Congress, and, or I think he's in front of the Senate, and he, you know, 
just rips them apart, basically saying that, you know, we the people are the ones in power and you need to heed this warning because otherwise things are going to get a little crazy. But anyway, look him up. Look, he has a great, great, it's about 10 minutes in front of Congress, in front of uh, the Senate, excuse me, I keep saying that, um, where he rips them apart, where he tells them that, um, you know, you guys, how can we expect you to limit yourself? Remember, if, if things are going to change, if we're going to enact um, term limits, if we're going to enact term limits for Congress, it Congress has to pass it. How can we expect them to limit themselves? It's, you can't, and that's why they don't, and that's why in 1995 the bill failed. But I'll get into that. Um, so to talk a little bit about incumbency, which is basically holding that seat, and as someone, you know, there's a there's a competitor, or I forget the actual term, there's um, someone running against the incumbent who holds that position, and that's true across the board, right? It's just it's just a term called incumbency. Um, but as it as it relates to Congress, I want to bring to you what happened in the 2000 election cycle. There are two major things, and I pull and I'm pulling both of these from Wikipedia. One, 64 incumbents ran for re-election unchallenged because the opposition party did not mount the nominal challenge, which basically means that there's a certain you know there's a certain um, criteria or credentials you need to meet to actually run for the chair and 64 of them ran unopposed and of that think about this it goes to the senate and in the senate you see that you need a simple majority so 51 we'd like to be more accurately represented i think house majority is a big deal senate majority is a big deal like i was telling you um so in 1994 the republican party took back um, the House. And what they tried to do is they made this big, bold statement. If we take back the House, we're doing this. It's called the Contract with America. And it's basically saying that we're giving power back to the people because we're Republicans and that's what we believe in. Just another lie from the Republican Party, let's be honest. But it had some good, um, it had some good, what would be the word? They were trying, <laughs> I guess is all I could say. And um, Wikipedia, who will one day endorse this show because free information for all is the, is the only way to really enlighten ourselves. But anyway, until they do, I will just continue to cite them. So I found this on Wikipedia, and this is what the Contract of America basically promised in about eight, um, eight bullet points. One, it would require all laws that apply to the rest of the country to also apply to Congress. We talk about this with police officers, and we we talk about this with people in power. It's ridiculous that they're not held to the same standard, but hey, that's that sounds good to me, too. Select a major independent auditing firm to conduct a comprehensive audit of Congress for waste, fraud, and abuse. And to the best of my knowledge, this hasn't happened. They did pass something that said that the budget had to be balanced, but that has nothing to do with the wasteful spending and the wasteful habits of the committees in Congress. So um, kind of fell short there, but still, I like that idea. Select a major independent auditing firm. You know, we, we would love that. We would love that for the DOD as well. Let's please look into that. Um, cut the number of House committees and cut the committee staff by one third. Again, our taxes pay for all of these people. This, you know, our federal taxes go completely into the federal government, and they, you know, 
piss it away however they so please. That's not why we elect them, but that's what they do. And then this was the one that I, you know, I wanted to focus on here today was limit the terms of all the committee chairs and um, limit the terms of, of, you know, Congress basically was to 12 years. And so you can serve six, six terms as a House of Representatives and two terms in the Senate. And that would be it. And I, and honestly, this is where I really think that we could defeat incumbency because the billions of dollars that they pour into these candidates would not be a, as valuable of an investment. If you knew someone could hold the chair for 60 years and you could have that vote in your pocket for 60 years, you would very likely do everything you could to keep it. But if you knew that that guy or that woman up there was only worth 12, 12 years, the, the amount of money you're pouring in there is not really as valuable you know the investment it's not as good of an investment you can just clearly say that right off the bat so i would love to see something like this 12 years i think is fine there's a problem with honestly the the reps only serving two years i get you want that to cycle and you want it to to be you know more representative of the people but two years isn't enough to get things done especially for if you ask or you watch any interviews of the representatives they always say that the first year they spend on pushing their legislation through and the second year they spend on re-election so it, it, it's like are these people doing what they're supposed to be doing are they focused on incumbency are they focused on getting their seat back and you can't blame them you know their livelihood the career politicians are a thing that you know and they always argue oh these people have you know, the skills to pass bipartisan bills. Nobody has the skills to pass bipartisan bills because bipartisan bills don't get passed. So don't sit here and, and you know, lay on this bullshit that sounds so good, like you know all about, you know, how the bills are passed and how government works. But truly, we see time and time again, bipartisanship doesn't exist. And truly, the, these people who represent us don't actually represent us. They just represent the dollars. So follow the dollar. Another thing I constantly say on the show, starting to go crazy if you couldn't tell. But anyway, there are a few more pieces. I just wanted to list them all. So after uh, limit the terms, ban the casting of proxy votes, which is a whole other episode. Look into proxy voting. Require committee meetings to be open to the public. I mean, that sounds like it'd be pretty obvious considering these are public servants. But, you know, we don't have that yet. Um, I, do, I believe I would love if someone looked into this because I can't look into every single one I don't have all of the time, but um, let me know. Um, require a three-fifths majority vote to pass tax increases. Imagine that. Imagine that. That ain't going to happen, though. And then specifically for the 2000 election, incumbents spent 92.8% of the total money and received 67.3% of the, of the, um, of the votes. So that ratio, nine to one, incumbents spend nine, $9 per, their, per their challengers. That's the term that they use, challengers um, spending. And that's not, that's not to mention that these people already have the notoriety. They already have the, the press. They already have these chairs um, locked up. They, they really just have it all locked up. And that's become a problem because, as we know now, Congress doesn't truly represent the the people. It's largely white males who hold seats in Congress, and that's not what this country looks like. I mean, it's. I would love if you know we went to something where we start to see we started to see 
you know, Congress look more like the American people, more accurately represent the ethnic and racial diversity of this nation. You know, that, that would be a good start just so we can see that, you know, just so we can feel we're being a little bit more. And lastly, guarantee an honest accounting of the federal budget by implementing zero baseline budgeting. Um, there's also some other things that came out like fairness and um, fairness and sentencing and some other things that kind of came from this like big Republic um, Republican initiative, but truly it all fell short um, because Congress doesn't get anything done. I mean, chain prove me wrong. We need some major policy changes, but the people who will have to make it are the ones in power. So, you know, we're kind of in this relentless cycle that we uh, will have some difficulty breaking from. How can we expect Congress to limit itself? I wrote to the two senators from my state. I currently live in the state of Connecticut. And I, and I wrote to uh, Chris, Mur Chris Murphy and uh, Richard Blumenthal. Um, and I just said to them, I was like, honestly, how can we expect? How, how would you have voted on this bill when we talked about um, term limits? And I haven't heard back from them. Once I do, or if I ever do, I will share it with you guys. But... You know, it's almost like I felt antagonizing asking them, how would you vote to limit yourself? But that's really just not how it should be. There should already be reasonable limits, and we just don't have them. You know, in the end, in the end, we need to represent the people, and there's clearly an eruption of, of the opinions because people feel like they're not accurately represented. So let's try to work towards these change, these changes. And, you know, the Arena World podcast, again, is just going to bring you up to speed on where we're at. No, you have to take the baton from here, though, and you have to run. You have to write letters to your senators. You have to write letters to your representatives and understand that meaningful change is not going to come on, on social media. It will not be televised. It, I mean, this kind of change, if we believe in the legislature, will happen through legislation. So we have to make sure that we tell them what we want. That's all. Congress should more accurately represent us. That's all. And so my question of the week that I'm going to drop on you all is, have you ever written to anybody who represents you? Um, have you ever re um, wrote to anybody in Congress, to, you know, your city council members? Have you, you know, written to the president? Have you invited him to your wedding? That kind of thing. Um, I would like to hear if any of us are doing this or if we're all just, you know, in our vacuum yelling about what's going on. So... Let me know. Fill me in on that. Again, that'll be on the social medias, and that'll be everywhere else. But um, let me know, my peoples. Let me know.